Welcome back to the Stars Maybe Do It. We got a ramble. Are you ready to ramble? Hi, it's me and, <laughs> and Martha here as well. Did I thoroughly was... embarrass myself? <laughs> no, I want to do that every episode now. <laughs> yeah? Yes. Do you know? Oh my gosh. I literally all the time to my daughter, I'm like, are you ready to rumble? And now uh, my partner who's French and like does not get it. He just like thinks it's the funniest thing ever. So oh, I love that. I got to make like a sound uh, clip of that. Just are you ready to ramble like that? Okay. Thanks. Yeah. That's like my <laughs> everyday quote. I'm like, are you ready to rumble? Like we're going to school. Let's go. That's so cute. <laughs> I love that. Where did that originate from? Is that just like a wrestler's thing or? I thought it was like a hockey thing. Oh, if you're probably, I don't know. No, maybe <laughs> I don't it's watch hockey or wrestling. I don't know. <laughs> maybe you guys let us know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, we're doing a little ramble today. Just chatting, chatting, whatever's coming up. Um, before we get into it, make sure you follow us on Instagram at the Stars Made Me Podcast, uh, where you can kind of check in on any updates we've got going on, contribute to any future episodes when we ask questions, and then also go join us on Patreon. It's a second podcast. We're creating a little astrology community. Um, yeah, you can join us and chat all the astrology things. Yeah. And you know what? If you're listening to the podcast, don't hesitate. Take a photo. Tag us in your stories. We'll reshare it. We yes. want a community like we'll be resharing. You guys should be sharing like everyone can meet each other. Everyone. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to support. Why don't you screenshot this right now? Put it on your stories. Tag us. We would love that. We'll say hi. While you're at it, give us a review. Tell us how much you love <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All righty. So who wants to kickstart the rambles? I can kickstart with a Am I the Asshole? Let's do it. I feel like that's tradition now. Yeah. Mimi started it. I think it's fun. I'm a Reddit person. So here we are. Yes, Let's do love it. love it. I was adopted at birth. My adoptive parents and I have a good relationship now, but it was rocky for a few years there. They didn't tell me I was adopted and I found out when in what I considered the worst way possible at 16 years old by a spiteful res- relative. <gasps> not out of not out of my best interest, but they got mad at my mom and were trying to ruin her life. It caused a huge fight within the family and everyone focused on the drama between everyone else instead of my emotions. Mm-hmm. I finally ended up in therapy at 18 and have been attending on and off for the past 10 years, currently on. Love someone in therapy. Great. Thanks yes. for letting us know. I didn't speak to my parents from the time I was 18 until I was 23. They acted like I was insane for being upset about this. Eventually, uh, they apologized. We can talk about it all at the end. Yeah. Sorry, or you want to yeah, make sorry. a comment? No, no, no. I'm just, I, I can't help myself. Go on. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, they apologized and began going to therapy themselves. We're slowly rebuilding our relationship. They have since accepted my search for my bio parents. And upon finding my bio mom, have been amazing with her my bio mom was coerced into giving me up she hadn't wanted to but her family all but forced her she has no she had no support my parents didn't know this part but purposely chose a private adoption so i'd never know i was adopted my bio mom and i have known each other for four years now she is an amazing kind and generous woman who is just like me i spent so long feeling unseen and different she was like completing a puzzle my bio dad died when i was 12 and it's devastating to know i'll never meet him He didn't want to give me up either, but they were young and again, had no support. My bio mom told me she had named me Summer, but my adoptive parents changed it. She understood, but I could tell the name meant a lot to her. I recently got married and I'm changing my last name. I decided since I'm changing my last name, I'll change my middle name too. It's got no sentimental meaning versus Summer, which does my bio mom as it's her favorite season and I was born on the first day of summer. My bio mom cried tears of joy when she found out. She is so touched. My adoptive parents are pissed off. They say that I have erased them. I kept my first name that they gave me. They said if I had to, I should have just added Summer to my name. Hmm. So is she asking if she's the asshole? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's like, am I an asshole for changing my name to my bio? Uh, No. First off, no way. No. Zero percent. If the middle name literally means nothing to you and you are still keeping your first name, 
you're i think maybe their parents are just feeling like real triggered because they didn't want the adoption to even be public in the first place yeah and i do not agree with that in with general. hiding adoption and- yeah, I also I have a, a friend who's I'm quite close with who found out when she was 16 too that she wow. was she wasn't adopted but her mom wasn't her mom mm, yeah. and she like I just think that's like like just tell the truth from the beginning. Like, oh wow, yeah, I had a friend in high school who also had that experience where her mother was actually who she thought was her sister and they kept it hidden from her for a very long time. I mean, I think it's anybody's choice, right? Like you do you, but um, (laughs) having been someone who for the entirety of my life was afraid I was adopted. um, I think I would, I I was so afraid. That was a huge fear of mine that I would someday find out that I was adopted um, and that I wasn't actually related to my family. So that's, yeah, I think that, transparency means less opportunity for her in the family love that she gave us her birthday right first day of summer so she's i know cancer which was going through my mind okay there's a lot to analyze here we've got her who i have a couple signs in my head okay we got the aunt we got the mom we got the bio mom yeah i okay i literally didn't even think about the first day of summer thing in that her birthday but when i first read i was like well there's clearly cancer or capricorn because she's like attached to her roots and like wants to get mm-hmm. to know like where she's come from so yeah i instantly went there so that's funny that she is a cancer yeah yeah i was thinking she's she's giving cancer and the rest of the family is giving leo and it's just like this sort of divide like they're all just being <laughs> dramatic as hell and like very much uh uh currently learning leo path like they are so proud and like using her as a pawn to get to her mom to hurt her mom that's so that's so rude like it could be any sign but just like in comparison to her cancer i feel like her mom and and her aunt could be very leo energy fighting against each other there also has to be like scorpio in the family like who the fuck like if my sister was like yeah, I've adopted a kid. Don't tell them they're adopted. Like, you, that's a lot of fun. Like, I wouldn't keep that secret from my sister. Like, uh, what? That's so true. Like, that's an agreement that they have to make with each other of, like, we never tell my child this thing. Yeah. Yes. It's like... I think I'll, yeah, definitely there's Scorpio running in that family. Maybe the mom is like a Scorpio rising. And I kind of thought that she, the main character of this, is a Scorpio moon. Yeah. Or maybe... Uh... So the signs that were going through my mind were Cancer, Scorpio, and Aquarius. Because that, like, sense of belonging and that feeling unseen or, like, she didn't belong. Mm. Yeah, I actually love Aquarius for that. When you first said Aquarius, I was like, what? But when you just said, yeah, sense of belonging, like, feeling like an outsider and stuff. Yeah, definitely Aquarius. Holy shit. And then, like, the key to that is, like, just knowing her roots, Cancer Sun. Yeah. I think, okay, let's talk about the mom, the Mm -hmm. like adoptive mom. I feel weird saying adoptive mom because it is her mom, but I'm just trying to differentiate differentiate here. Yeah. Adopted mom, but okay, pride, definitely. Yeah. Leo, definitely some Scorpio, like hiding that. I just like uh, something (laughs) that's not good with communication because they were just like afraid to tell their kid. Um, you're gonna hate me, but also Gemini could be thrown in the mix there. <laughs> yeah, it's me. <laughs> I've adopted a child and I'm never gonna tell them. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean that I it's hard to like have the individual and know what that individual is gonna be like assign it to them, but definitely the theme in that family. I definitely see Leo themes and Scorpio themes going on there, like major pride and then major like repressing information, hiding information, uh, dark family secrets. More Mm. focused on the drama than like the kid who is like collateral. That's like nothing in my head would be like, okay, I'm going to tell your child that they're adopted because I'm going to hurt you. Like, no, like that's clearly going to hurt the kid, not the parent. So vindictive. They are the asshole. But like, if the parents just told them from day one, this would never have, like, I think like, if there's nothing to hide, hide nothing. Like, if you don't want to have to hide something later in life, like just don't hide anything. 
Yeah. But, well, but I'm thinking I, also like when you adopt a kid, there are so many reasons that you would adopt one. Like, you know, if you can't have one yourself or, you know, for any reason and you want it so badly and you want to have your child. And then, you know, I could understand, I mean, my flaws that I could literally sympathize with fucking anybody, but like, I could understand why you would hide that because you would know that your kid is always seeking something other than you and like that would hurt your feelings. But I think also the role of a parent is to put yourself aside in some ways and just make sure that your kid is as complete feeling as possible. So I don't, I mean, I feel like that's a major dilemma. I also think sometimes it can happen in the sense that it's like, Oh, I don't know how to tell them or at what age to tell Mm. them. So then it just like keeps getting pushed back. Yeah. And then they're like 16 and they don't know. And it's like, oh, well, I just like didn't know when was the right time. Yeah. I wonder about adoption in astrology all the time. And I wonder like in the adopted person's chart, how that shows up. And also in the adoptive parents chart, like how that shows up. And I have some theories about how you can look into that, but we can finish. Um, Do you have any more astrological thoughts on these people? No, like I have no no real thoughts about the actual uh, about the bio mom because like obviously she'd be stoked and like emotional like she got reunited right. with her kid like yeah I don't know maybe she's Cancer too or Capricorn or something yeah yeah I was feeling like Pisces like having been coerced into that major decision I f- I really feel for this family like sending so much yeah. love to them I hope everything yeah. is kind of improved but yeah looking but at yeah, she's um, not an asshole for changing her name 100 like, yeah, bring your roots in do it whatever yeah. you're honoring everyone exactly you are honoring everybody so something that i recently went down a hole was backstory to why i went down this hole is my partner got really sick all of a sudden during cancer season and i really had to like take on a nurturing role and take care of him and i was like i wonder where partner's health would fall in the chart like what house that would be under and um using this technique i found out it is the 12th house so you can actually find anything in the chart using this technique so basically to find partner's health we know that your partner your spouse is seventh house and we know that health is sixth house so what you do is you find the sixth house from the seventh house and that rules your partner's health so starting with So I know there's math. The easiest way that I can explain it is you add seven plus six minus one. You always subtract one whenever you're doing this. So seven plus six is 13. Subtract one is 12. So you've got the 12th house is your partner's health. And actually I have cancer on my 12th house. So during cancer season, when there's a lot of things going on during cancer, I was, you know, experiencing a transit through the house of my partner's health. There are other things that you can look into. What's up? Wait, so is it? For everyone, like my partner too is in the 12th house. Okay. Yes. So then you can can look at like your mother-in-law. Your mother-in-law would would be your partner's mother. So again, we would look for the fourth house from the seventh because the seventh house rules partner, fourth house rules mother. So that would be fourth from the 10th because or fourth from the seventh, always starting at seventh would be the 10th house. So the 10th house rules the mother-in-law. Which I feel like is so on point, actually. So fucking on point. It's disgusting. (laughs) What's your 10th house? And how is that related? Mm -hmm. And my mother-in-law has tremors, Mm. but she doesn't have MS. She has Mm. a neurological issue that causes her tremors, which I don't know why, but like nobody knows what's wrong with her. Oh, it's so like uncertain. They like they don't know. She's been on epilepsy medicine for the past uh-huh. like 14 years, like forever oh, since she's had these tremors. And she actually just like just last year went off of them and she's like wow. doing CBD treatment instead. But she takes them just in the morning. But like literally nobody knows what's wrong. So they were like, yeah, you're going to be on this medicine forever, but this medicine will kill you. So yeah. Uh, So then if you want to look at mother-in-law's health, we know the 10th house rules a mother-in-law. And then you go the sixth house from the 10th house. So like, I'm just going to do it slowly for you guys. So 10th house is the first from the 10th. 11th is second from the 10th. 12th is third from the 10th. You continue going. So the first is fourth from the 10th. 
Uh, second is fifth from the tenth, and then third house would rule your mother-in-law's health because that's the sixth house from the. Oh, 10th I thought house. it would be the tenth because it would make sense for the tenth with all the like unknown medical stuff. Well, also, I mean, yeah, that was like an immediate connection that you made, but that doesn't um, automatically mean health. Although I don't know if you have to go that detailed into it. But anyway, that was such an interesting technique that I was really enjoying. Like you can look up any family member, like grandchildren would be the fifth house from the fifth house because it's your child's child. And what about just your child? Well, child is always fifth house. So their health health would be in the fifth house or just them would be in the fifth house? No. So to find your child's health. (laughs) All right, Martha, don't go triggering yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, you know. (laughs) So to find your child's health in the chart, you would do the sixth from the fifth. So you would basically the easier way to math it out is five plus six minus one. So that would be the 10th house again is your child's health. Which is interesting that it's always related to the mother-in-law then. So then you find like these things that have that are that have in common with each other that you wouldn't really equate, like how grandchildren is ninth house. And I feel like that's such the role of grandchildren to a grandparent is just like this open land of discovery and fun and excitement, you know? Okay. You need to link where you learned this. I can't remember where I learned this. I've known this for a couple of years and I would use it just like really randomly at at whatever points. I cannot remember where I learned this. It was probably some podcasts like when I first started learning, but I thought it was fascinating. And then you get into like, because the 11th house also has to do with work stuff like career as well, which I feel is like not as often talked about, but the 11th house is the second from the 10th. And we know the second house rules finances and the 10th house rules career. So the 11th house is actually the monetary gain from employment. So like how much money you'd make at work. Yeah, basically. Or like what kind of money or what you would, how that money would fall into your pockets from your employment. I'm like... Like thinking about my chart. I, know. Like, <laughs> I was trying to think of all the different things that you could like find using this technique for some reason. As soon as I sit down to try and do something, my mind goes completely blank. So all I could think of were like different kind of relatives, like nieces and nephews are your seventh house. Um, your pet's health is the 11th house. The sixth house is money that you make from your talents. So that's fascinating. And uh, yeah, that was a technique that I felt like I've never talked about and wanted to share so that we could talk about it in the future without being like, wait, where'd that come from? Wait, yeah, I'm so excited. Like I won't. Okay, so... Let's give an example of someone's partner's health with Mm -hmm. like a Taurus 12th house. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Gemini rising, Martha. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so that's where I'm like, I don't know that it's a descriptor of it. It could be, I'm sure. Or it's the transits. Yeah. Like that's what really struck me was that I had a lot of transits going through my 12th house and my partner's health was something that I had to like take care of really suddenly, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like it is more transital. Transital. Mm. But interesting. I'm going to be like watching this now. What do we know the name of this technique? I do not. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe like house projections. House projections. I don't know. Perfections, but projections. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. That's uh, that's some butt astrology for you all, but I don't know. Use that technique. Let us know if you see your mother-in-law in in the 10th house or, you know, like maybe, oh, this would be really good if you're like, oh my gosh, my partner wants me to meet their mother. Um, When should I do it? Do it when the moon is in the 10th house, in your 10th house. You know, that's like really good electional astrology. I will say though, my mother-in-law is so Pisces. It's like disgusting. Like she's like (laughs) the flow. Like I love her to death. I mean, disgusting as like a good word. You're right. She is so Pisces. So disgustingly Pisces. Like oh my god. (laughs) And she well, she has like Mercury and Pisces and stuff. And yeah, sometimes you're like, hello. Like she's just like not listening to you. She like is in her own world. Like she (laughs) has her own world in her head and it's like a magical world. And when she chooses to share it with you, you're like so lucky. And oh, um, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can see my mother-in-law being the 10th house. I mean, I will say I'm not like legally married, but 
whatever basically married Me at this either. point but um <laughs> right the, we're mm. the millennial married okay yeah <laughs> um but my mother-in-law so my 10th house is Taurus and my mother-in-law is like super stable very secure like a a mother that will always be there kind of uh relationship so and it's also so fitting because my partner is definitely out of the three like he's he's a mama's boy he loves his mama and he like appreciates her so much so I could definitely see how that Taurus 10th house fits her Okay. And then if we're thinking about our own mother, we would go mm-hmm. fourth house plus yeah. six, take away one. For mother's health? Mm-hmm. Yes. So that would be the ninth house. Ninth house. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I'm getting the concept now. Yay. Okay. And then father's health. So you'd go 10th house plus six, take away one, which is the same as your mother-in-law. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh, so your father and your mother-in-law are connected see that's what's fun is you find these like connections of like whoa these two i don't know they have similarities or parallels within each other although i will say my father and my mother-in-law have zero to do with each other (laughs) (laughs) but maybe their health oh honestly yeah very very true yeah like looking at the transits and seeing how it relates to both my mother-in-law and my father oh yeah that's fascinating Okay, going try to not to fixate on this. health if that's going to be triggering for you. Maybe focus on like, I don't know, something else. <laughs> that's <laughs> the thing when I was trying to write down things that I wanted to project from this. I all I could think about were relatives. I was like, what would my niece be like? What would my my uncle's cousin be or whatever? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's that. Well, it's just like interesting. Well, yeah, there there's I've had a lot of transits through my 12th house. So mm-hmm. I'm excited now because while we're recording this, the nodes are shifting into Aries and Libra instead of Taurus and Scorpio, yeah. which is my partner's house. So I'm like, hmm, maybe he will stop telling me about his random health issues every single day. Like <laughs> I literally, every time I talk to him, he's like, I hurt my knee. I hurt my hip. My oh, back no. hurt. Like literally nonstop. So Oh, I know. You could look at like your partner's talents, you know, like fifth from the seventh. So that would be seven plus five minus one. So 11th house would be your partner's talents. Accurate. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yours is Aries. (laughs) He's a freaking firefighter. He's so brave. (laughs) He is an Aries. Wow. Huh. Mine is Gemini. I wouldn't say that my partner is uh, the chattiest of of the bunch so I don't know I'll have to sit with that for a minute well Gemini is a good listener that's you think well there's I was a- about to blindly agree but then I I didn't know if I agreed <laughs> well I think that's like their goal is to become a good listener true like the curiosity you're right like there's two sides of a conversation classic Gemini yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Two sides, two, <laughs> yeah. two twins, two faces, two everything. So, so true. Maybe he ex- he exercises his skill his of listening, listening abilities. Yes, he really does. That's actually a major challenge of his is is listening, one thousand percent. I always put it to his Taurus because he's such like a stoic, stoic man. But yeah. Anyway, let us know what you found out. What your mother-in-law is. Your partner's talent uh your monetary gain from employment anyway and let us know if there's something else that you're like wait what's this and we can help you project it from from these houses i thought that was so fascinating i think so too yeah i'm gonna sit with this a lot tonight Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you're enjoying it. We wanted to take a brief pause to let you know about Patreon and what we're doing over there. Every week we release extra episodes exclusively to our patrons. We discuss the current astrology and give a weather report of what's to come. We also let loose a little and share how we've noticed the planets are affecting us more personally and globally. If you go over to patreon.com slash the stars made me do it, you'll find that we have three affordable tiers to choose from. If you join our pop star tier for just $3, you get access to these public episodes before anybody else. Every week we release these episodes like the one you're listening to right now early. And if you join our Rockstar tier for $6, you get these episodes early as well as access to half of our bonus episodes we release every Thursday. So that means you get to hang out with the Firestorm a little bit more every other week. 
Lastly, if you join our superstar tier for $9, you get the works. You get access to the early episodes as well as every week's exclusive astrological weather report. It's a great spot to share what's on your mind astrologically and have you how you've noticed the planets are showing up for you. And if you feel like you don't know enough about astrology to join, don't worry. Many of our patrons feel the same way, but joining us on Patreon, you get to learn so much more about astrology, see how it's affecting you in real time. So go check us out over at patreon.com slash the stars made me do it. All right. On less of a thinking front, I do have another ramble. Um, I wish Sierra was here for this, but I can't go another minute without doing it. We need to know- the pizza toppings for every I single was, zodiac sign. <laughs> I literally had that written down too. I was like, oh, Sierra's gonna be so sad. <laughs> no, I don't know that she'll be sad. I think she might have fun listening. Um, but we yeah. can always throw in her input too if she's like hard agree or hard no. Um, but yeah, in case you're new here, um, interesting first choice to listen to, but uh <laughs> welcome. Basically, Sierra's analogy for the housing system or just the houses in astrology is that each house is a pizza slice and we've talked about this analogy enough times that now i have to know what each sign is via pizza topping so have you thought about this at all yet or no no i haven't at all me neither at all (laughs) (laughs) but i'm pumped to see all right so aries i'm excited also to see what opinions come out like what are your preferred pizza toppings literally just like cheese and pep and like the pep that needs to be like not super like like it needs to be the way I like it, not like super crispy <laughs> or like I don't oh. know. Okay, all right. I don't love a greasy pizza. Uh, no, no, me either. No. Yeah. Okay. I love olives. I do not like bell peppers on a pizza. I don't like cooked bell peppers. I only like them like raw and fresh. I don't know what, what that about is. like a pasta sauce or something. That's fine if they're blended up. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, I like the like aroma of it. I love aromatics in food. So yes, I love olives on a pizza. I will, I don't know. I feel like I could be in the mood for any kind of pizza. Like yeah. I love a good salty pizza. Ooh, yeah, salty? anchovies. Yeah, anchovies, oh. olives. Mm, give it to me. But then I also like just like a plain pep. I love a white pizza. Basically, I like everything <laughs> except the yeah. <laughs> It literally it's for me pizza I'm like okay what do you want and I'm like I'll eat it like mm-hmm. it, but if I'm alone sometimes I'll be like okay just a cheese pizza because I'm like such a lame sometimes but I, okay wait actually this is interesting because in France they have like uh tartiflette pizza or like raclette mm-hmm. pizza and mm-hmm. holy shit if I'm thinking French pizza it's raclette pizza it's oh. my favorite Interesting. There's potatoes on there and like literally yeah. bacon strip things that you don't mm-hmm. have in the US or in Canada and like a cream base instead mm-hmm. of a tomato base. This feels like it'd be really good for my gut. It feels so good in your belly after. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the pizza topping. So Aries, I would, my first thought is like jalapenos. Yeah, I, literally. Right. Okay. Yeah, me too. I was like spicy pizza, which I will tell you, my Aries partner, he's a spicy pizza guy. Ooh, yeah, like they like to douse their pizza with some chili flakes. And like the little hot sauce packs in France. Shout out to anyone in France. Mm, I will say if I have a very creamy pizza in front of me, and oh, I love to put a little, I like to put a little bit of chili flake on there just for the extra little pop. Yeah, I don't have any any spice on my pizzas okay gotcha all right taurus <laughs> taurus could be that rectified pizza in france honestly yeah i was thinking just like cheese on cheese on cheese like the four cheese pizza oh okay yes yeah. well four cheese for in the u.s and in mm-hmm. france we'll say rectified okay i'm down for this wow we're gonna get we're gonna blow through this gemini pineapple <gasps> oh oh yes also what's your take on pineapple on pizza I don't really like pineapple anyways, so I don't think I'm like the best oh. person to ask because I'm like, no, but I don't really eat pineapple anyways. So oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't have heart. I don't have intense feelings about it. I feel like people are either like hard no or hard yes. And I'm like, if it's there, I'll have it. Why not? Okay, let me if there's two pizzas in front of you, like a pep and cheese and then like the Hawaiian, what are you choosing? I'm literally having one of each. 
Okay. Probably having two of each. Like, let's okay. be real. <laughs> e- easy. Easy, Taurus stellium. <laughs> yeah, literally. I also think maybe Gemini could be bell peppers because, like, all the different colors and just like the way that they're cut are always like in these long, thin strips. That gives me Gemini. <laughs> I actually like that. Yeah, maybe we <laughs> sa- save the pineapple for someone else. Okay, yeah. Cancer, what are we thinking? Okay, I know this isn't really a thing, but like mac and cheese pizza. <laughs> no, that's not a thing. <laughs> I, I, people do it. I mean, people will put literally anything on a pizza. Um, my first thought was like a Nutella pizza because that's not a thing. <laughs> uh, yes, it is. It's called a dessert pizza, and people do it. But yes, fine. Okay, we'll okay, veto both of us. Let's ours. make rules right now. Are we using like whatever kind of pizzas, or are we opening up? Are we opening up to desserts? No, let's have structure here. Okay, okay. Okay, so what topping do we think the cancer would go for? Hmm, maybe? I think basic. Something basic. Oh, yeah? Oh, I was thinking like onions or like a barbecue chicken. Why? I don't know. I just keep thinking cancer wants something sweet. I don't know. I think they want something comfort. Yeah, barbecue chicken's very comforting. And your mama might barbecue the chicken part. So, like, you know what? They're like a homemade pizza. Yeah. The, like, oh, yeah. The home grilled pizza. Love that. Yes. Okay. Just like average toppings. Okay. But the dough, it's homemade. Oh, yeah. Like Neapolitan pizza, like thick crust. It's not about the toppings, it's about the crust. Chicago deep dish. Ooh. Okay. Well, like yeah. we oh, set oh, rules oh, no. and then we immediately broke them <laughs> yes <laughs> cheese stuffed crust yeah cheese stuffed crust listen it's just all about the crust yeah they're crusties <laughs> but like in the best way possible crust is delicious yeah, but... we love a yeah. carb I'm a crusty I'm a crusty girl I, I love the crust <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good sound bit alrighty <laughs> Ooh, I feel like, okay, this is my thought process. Pepperoni, not because it's basic, but because everybody loves it. My Leo Stellium won't say no to that. (laughs) You know, like everybody knows a pep. Or like a Prosecco, not Prosecco, Prosciutto pizza. Ooh, Prosciutto. Because it's like Libra. Okay, we'll save it for Libra. (laughs) Am I offending you? No, 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 okay. <laughs> not after you were like, everyone loves pep. Everyone loves pep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I offend you with my flattery. Okay. Oh, Are and I know what Virgo that? is. Or, yeah, or I'm happy Virgo? with pep and cheese. Virgo is a is a vegetarian pizza. <gasps> yes, veggie pizza, that broccoli. That bro- Do people put broccoli on pizza? They do. And it's upsetting to me. Yeah, that's, I wouldn't be happy about that. Okay, so then we won't give broccoli, but we'll give veggie pizza to Virgo. Yeah, veggie, because they are literally every vegan you meet is a Virgo. (laughs) Or has Virgo placements, 1,000%. Yeah, literally. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Libra, I feel like. Prosciutto. Prosciutto and fig. Oh, yes. Not me wanting pizza at 9 a.m. right now. I know. We have a new pizza place literally across the street, and I'm like, dinner <laughs> lunch breakfast <laughs> all right scorpio these are the anchovies they, i was literally gonna say that too yes? they are okay. the anchovies 1000 okay also my scorpio placements can get down with that oh actually sagittarius could be pineapple because i was thinking maybe that's aquarius but no that sounds like sag i like that for sag because you know when a Sag is in the room. And, like, you know when there's a Hawaiian pizza in the room. Because everyone's talking about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Trying That's to afraid. decide which is the best. So yes. Sag. And Pineapple is not afraid to be bold. Not afraid to, like, be itself. And I feel like that's a Sag right there. Mm-hmm. All right. Capricorn was the only thing that felt clear to me. I feel like that's olives. I was going to say meat lovers. Really? yeah oh okay yeah i gotta get that protein in efficiency 
Yeah, they just like seem like me. Like I can't even explain why. I'm just like, yeah, obviously Cap is the meat lover. Like that's so funny. That's how I feel about olives. Okay. How do we feel about olives and meat together? We'll give them olives. We can save meat. No, let's give them <laughs> meat lovers though, because meat lovers doesn't fit anybody else. Yeah. But you know, if you're a cap and you're like, I like olives more, take what resonates and leave what doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, and then next time we talk about pizza slices, as the astro chart, you can be like, I'm olives. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm such an anchovy girl. Okay. Aquarius. <laughs> they be putting some different stuff on their pizza. Yeah, I know. I'm like... They have, like, goat cheese on their pizza. I, you know, I was just going along the same lines. Like, goat cheese, like, sun-dried tomatoes. Mm, that sounds good. Like, all the French people listening are like, that's a normal pizza. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> we're very north american okay mind you i live in france but yeah well also i'm italian so like all these pizzas are definitely very um very i eat pizza more often than i would like to admit okay i I ain't a virgo okay it's part of the food groups it's part of the food groups yes um we're working on it okay i love aquarius goat cheese and sun-dried tomato that sounds very good that sounds delicious. I really want pizza. Although prosciutto and fig is winning for me right now. And Pisces. They have all of the toppings on. Yes. Okay. Yes, for sure. They have <laughs> literally everything going on. They're like, maybe they're the deep dish. Actually, I like them for a deep dish. And Cancer is the cheese crust, like cheese stuffed crust. Yeah, all about the crust. Um. Okay, deep dish. Like, I feel like Pisces is about the sauce. Maybe they have a cream sauce and not a tomato <gasps> sauce. Ooh, yeah. What? Yeah, white pizza. They're white sauce. Uh, yeah, for sure. Well, hell yeah. All right. So then let's look at our top three. So my Aries son, I'm a jalapeno chili flakes uh, with a cheese on cheese raclette moon and a pepperoni rising. And then that's pretty accurate. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say no to that, right? It's just very cheesy, spicy pepperoni. And then you are a pepperoni with an anchovy moon <laughs> and a bell pepper rising. I'll take it all except the anchovies, but like, I, yeah, try something. <laughs> yeah, I'll I kind of love it. that for you, actually. I love an anchovy moon. Um, So let us know what your top three is in pizza toppings. Yes, please do. <laughs> we got to I got to make a post for uh, Instagram to put all of these toppings so that everybody knows what they are or they can correct us if you're like no you're way off the mark there so far my favorite here though is the libra prosciutto and fig sounds delish you know anytime we do these like stereotypical like okay put a sign on whatever (laughs) the libra always gets the best one of everything yes they do and i feel like the virgo always gets the worst like, <laughs> yeah. are, are we biased or <laughs> i don't know <laughs> well like the stereotypical stuff yeah the archetype like, yeah the archi- archetype like but libra i'm sure you're happy you're welcome yeah and virgos we love you too so yeah we do there's room <laughs> for all of us well the long-awaited on my end pizza topping ramble i'm glad that we did that i hope sierra agrees and if she doesn't although i don't know that she would love hers the pineapple sun with meat lovers moon and pineapple rising i think she might actually really hate that but like a sag would just like love or hate it like <laughs> we'll have to come we'll have to confirm how she feels about that <laughs> just like surreptitiously in the group chat be like so how do you feel about pineapple and meat lovers pizza wait she doesn't really eat meat so very true and i'm i'm pretty certain that she is anti-pineapple on pizza so and oh you know what we didn't do a gluten-free pizza uh virgo (laughs) virgo you're the veggie and gluten-free pizza (laughs) yeah um although honestly those gluten-free crusts those are bomb like those are amazing we're really sleeping on those and we shouldn't be yeah, they're upgrading all the gluten-free stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you have a ramble? <laughs> I do, but it's going to be like a huge pivot from like pizza <laughs> toppings. <laughs> all right, give it to me. I wanted to talk about like parent expectations and where you would see that in someone's chart. Mm. And like, would we look at it on our chart, what we expect in our kids? And like, would we look at our 
our fifth house? And do we expect our kid to act like the fifth house archetypes? Interesting. What brought this up is that I went to my daughter's school yesterday and we were there early and like there's a big lineup because only one parent can go in at a time to drop kids off. And everyone knew my daughter's name. She was running around playing with everyone and everyone was like, yeah, my, my kid won't stop talking about her. And literally I went home with so much pride and like, I could never want anything more for my kid than people think she's a nice kid. That's like, like my ideal expectation for her is like, I want people to think she's nice. Yeah. Well, that's so Libra fifth house. (laughs) I know. That's what I mean. (laughs) And she's like, I have a Mars in my fifth house. And I feel like she, like she is an Aries. But and, like literally her rising is Libra and her sun sign is Aries. And I could never want anything more than exactly those two things for her. And she is 100% yeah. Like that's what I like before I had a kid. If I could like dream up exactly what I would want. It's the way she is in public. If that I makes sense. That. And at home, that's... like all the time, the way but, she yeah. acts. <laughs> Wait, so, okay, so the question of um, your expectations of your kid, we could use I don't that, know like, if that's projection the right technique, word. but, like, the description of your kid, that's so accurate, like, looking at your fifth house, what is, you know, the personality type or types of your children, if you have multiple. Yeah, so I don't know, but that's, like, what I would want my kid to be too and she just happens to be that so is there another place that we should be looking in the chart like oh what do I want my kid to be like or do we look at their chart and see like pressures from their parents in their chart I know that's what I was wondering too like what would that be because obviously like mother is going to be fourth house and then I would put like expectations and pressures on as 10th house so if we use that technique it'd be 10th from the fourth, uh, which would be the first house, which is our rising. So it's kind of like the personality that we put out there is what was ingrained in us as expected from our mother. Wait, she's a I really rising. love this. I really love this for, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I was listening to a podcast of Nadine Astrology mm-hmm. talking on almost 30 podcasts. And she was talking about how the descendant, so across from your ascendant, is what had to die for you to survive in this Mm. world. So you have like acted like your rising sign and you've hid your seventh house to like make people happy around you. Wow, that fits. For you? Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Yeah, I feel like, and I think the ascendant descendant relationship is so fascinating because it's like, yeah, it's just such a push and pull. But I, I think that my Leo rising comes across as so like accepting and shining the light on other people because that Aquarius descendant has like such fears of not belonging or for being the odd one out. And yeah, just like not having a place. So yeah, that's really super fitting. She also talked about the descendant as like, we're searching for people that live that life of that Mm. sign because we like look up to them because we had to hide that. So we're like, Oh, and that's why they can also be like our hidden enemies, which live in the seventh house because 12th house hidden enemies. She was talking about the seventh house too. Like, no, not hidden enemies, like public enemies. Oh, okay. In the seventh. Sorry. Because sometimes we can clash with that because we're like, we had to make that die within ourselves. And then when we see someone living so fully in that energy, Mm. we're like, envious it can rub you yeah envious and it can rub you off because you're like oh like i had <laughs> to make that die way, not rub you, you off <laughs> <laughs> sorry everyone <laughs> yeah absolutely wow that's so interesting do you feel like that fits for you with your gemini rising and sag descendant absolutely i feel like gemini energy is more palpable palpable, palpable. Palatable. Oh, palatable. <laughs> palatable in the sense that, like, I know Gemini in the internet is like the most hated sign in the whole entire world. 
But Gemini also, I guarantee if you think about someone who you really like when you first met them or like you like really made you feel comfortable and like talk to you, like it's a Gemini. And mm-hmm. I think I've always tried to, I've always been like just palatable for people. And sometimes Sagittarius is like too big. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like I'm so abundant. I'm so this. And like, yeah, I definitely think I've had to like be more mm-hmm. small. Not that Gemini's smaller, but like. Well, but it is like when you look at it, look at what it rules in comparison to Sag, like Sag rules foreign travel, Gemini rules local travel. Sag is like big, like a group of philosophers conversing big topics. And Gemini is like, we're going to talk about like these smaller, more mundane topics. And it is smaller in comparison, but smaller, smaller doesn't mean less good. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So I do, yeah, think it's accurate. Interesting. And then going back to like the children talk, like the first house, your rising sign, essentially being an expectation put on you by your mother. That's really fascinating too. Yeah. I actually love how we got here. Yeah. Into this topic. Yeah. And I do think I probably put that expectation on my daughter. Like she needs to be nice. Maybe not like I'm not trying to do that but like yeah it's just I like try natural. to natural yeah I'm, I have like Mars and Libra I try to be like a pal- palatable person in public and like mm-hmm. try to not be too much and uh mm. yeah maybe she learns that subconsciously oh so interesting this is something I'm definitely gonna have to sit with because I don't have any like immediate connections to it and also, I wish I could contribute to like the children talk, but um, I don't have kids, so I can't really yeah. <laughs> I can't contribute um, from. But you are experience. a child. Like I am somebody's child. child. Yeah. And guess uh, what my mother's fifth house is? That would be Aries. <laughs> and you are. <laughs> so my surely son back. is in my mom's fifth house. Yeah. And do you feel like your parents expected you to be a Leo rising? I don't think so. I I actually, I really don't think so. I'll challenge that. Okay. Go on. I feel like you always say that your dad was really into you like singing and performing and stuff. Um not really. No. He was the one who taught me guitar, but he he was more like much more traditional about like you should have a backup plan, like don't rely on Okay. This. Yeah. Okay. I would say that like my mom was more supportive but that's also like first house would be your mom's expectations whereas seventh house would be your dad's expectations which would be the descendant which would and be that that's aquarius. accurate yeah because aquarius yeah. is smart as shit yeah stand out be different use your intelligence use your intellect definitely yeah and your dad is all of those whereas things my mom literally supported like playing all the time she just wanted she like loved playing with me as a kid which was so leo that's so Leo. Now I'm thinking about the seventh house and father's expectations. And I think about my daughter. Mm-hmm. And I talked about this definitely before on the podcast that her dad is so pushes her to be that Aries, like mm-hmm. at the yes. pool. She's like on this high ledge and he's like, jump, you can do it. Jump, jump. Like, yeah. just they're like such daredevils together. And she, <laughs> she like really does it. She's like, okay, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll do it. She's like standing beside seven year olds that are too afraid. And she's like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> you know, that's so fascinating that the, like the kid will always be pulled in different directions according to their mother and father, but also not every kid has a mother and a father and not every kid has two parents some have like three or four parents some have one parent some have no parents you know like there's that pull too so if you can't resonate with like strictly the more traditional mother and father like maybe if you have two moms like maybe that first house is extra strong because you had double the expectation from the mother or you know instead of looking at it as mother and father like nurturing parent versus more disciplinarian parent right which more traditionally obviously like does relate to mom is the nurturer dad is the disciplinarian that's also interesting people who have like first house stelliums yeah Mm. was their mother a way bigger present a present (laughs) way more (laughs) present in their lives well that's where like you you can't equate first to mother it has to be mother's expectations 
So like was mom's expectations a big part of your life? Or it could be the same as mom's job, right? Because first house would also be um, mom's job would be fourth and 10th. Uh, so that would also be the first house. So was mom's job a really big part of your life? And similar for seventh house, was dad's job a really big part of your life? I love these rambles that we like kind of bring up new topics and try to dive into them because I mm-hmm. think this is this is like the part of astrology that I love the best, like the most, so, like mm-hmm. finding new little new tools and you're like oh how can I I, like see my future for this like I know I love asking questions like I I love just putting the questions out there and like I feel like having the podcast means that I should also have some of the answers too but it's fun just to pose the questions and see who else has had these questions or is wondering the same things or how do we like answer the questions for each other kind of thing too I feel it's very um curiosity driven Big time. And a lot of the time we have the answers, but sometimes it's just fun <laughs> to like, this is why we started the podcast really. So we can talk to our friends about the things that we love. So mm. it's fun to have these like moments where we're like, let's discover something new. And yeah. definitely this like can trigger people sending us messages and like asking mm. questions and sharing your experience. Like, is that first dose? Do you feel like your mother was that your mother's expectations that made you act the way you do in that first house versus the seventh house. Like we want to know these things about you guys. So it's really wild how literal it is for you and for your family unit. It's like so accurate. (laughs) Disgustingly accurate. I know. Also also just like my fifth house being Libra Mm -hmm. with Mars in it. And then I have Mm -hmm. a Libra rising Aries child. Yeah. I know. I, I, it's funny. I, maybe because I've only looked at my mom's chart in Placidus, but using whole sign, her fifth house would be Aries. And then she also has a Taurus moon, which moon also rules like your inner mother or like your children in some ways as well. And so she's got a Taurus moon and then she had me and I have a Taurus moon as well. Yeah. My, my daughter got my rising (laughs) as her moon. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. If you want to keep diving into generational astrology, Sierra and I did an episode about that where we looked at a lot of public families and looked at their charts and then also explored our own family's charts. It is so fascinating. I think we looked at the royal family. I think I talked a little bit about the Smiths, like Will Mm -hmm. and Jada Pinkett Smith and their kids. And then I feel like there was somebody else, but I can't remember who. But yeah, go check out that episode. That's a really fun one, too. That was. All righty. Well, I think that concludes this, uh, this ramble. Yeah yeah all right well thanks for sticking with us thanks for chatting thanks for exploring let us know your pizza toppings uh again follow us on instagram at the stars made me podcast or check us out at patreon.com slash the stars made me do it um we're putting a lot of other good stuff out there so martha why did we ramble today because the stars made us do it (laughs) 